Hello, and welcome to Order Within, navigating a world of endless chaos and crisis. Many of us are experiencing inner turmoil, insecurity, anxiety, fears, and isolation. These feelings are only being amplified by news cycles, social media, and never-ending political madness. How do we find our way out of the chaos? How do we find strength within ourselves? How do we find meaning in a world driven by materialism? These questions and many more I aim to answer on the show. My goal is to be a trusted guide on your journey to selfhood. May you find what you seek. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Brandon Ward. Today, we're going to be covering why the opinions of others matter far less than the opinion of ourselves. In our society, we currently have things backward. Now, there's a lot of taboo around, I think, spirituality and religion for a lot of solid reasons. Those things have been abused and manipulated for centuries as a means to control and keep humanity in a state of fear. But that's not the focus of this episode. However, with the absence of religion and spirituality that influence in our society, what's taken its place is now the social scores, if you will, the social identity. The last episode I did discussed the two differences, our inner self versus our social self. But extending that concept is discussing the opinions of others and the opinions we hold of ourselves and how the way we engage with opinions, whether it's from others or from how we view ourselves, influences and dictates much of our experience. And I think the overarching vibe or foundational truth, if you will, in this episode revolves around that ultimately we're responsible for our own lives. And that piece of information, when we really anchor into it, is both horrifying and freeing. It's horrifying because we realize that much of what we're experiencing and creating in our world has been done by ourselves. That means the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's on us in so many ways. Now, this, again, we interact with people. We live in a social world. We live in a collective world, world made up of individuals creating a collective that we all experience and live together as. But because of that, we still engage with one another. But at the end of the day, we're all responsible for our own lives, our own well-being, our own actions, how we manage our thoughts, our feelings, and the outcomes of our lives. We can blame and point fingers at whoever else we wish, if that's the path we choose to take. But ultimately, we're only the ones who suffer when we take no action or when we honor that responsibility. So as scary as that responsibility is, understanding that we may have put ourselves into tough situations, again, there are instances where people truly are victims. And you're 
the victim of circumstance. And a lot of people are growing up in very tough circumstances. So that's not downplaying the reality of how hardships impact our lives, our decisions, our health, our state of mind. That cannot be downplayed. However, the upside of that is regardless of our circumstances, regardless of our environment, when we anchor into the responsibility that we are the ones who are in command of our lives, when we own that responsibility, we now have the ability to change our environment, our experiences, our circumstances. That's the freeing side of it. So it's horrifying because it's ultimately our responsibility to change and that where we are is something that we have to get ourselves out of. That is scary, but it's freeing because it relies on us. It's up to us to do that. And so with that responsibility comes power, as they say. And it's understanding how the opinion of ourselves and how we think about ourselves and how we view and feel and interact, the relationship that we have with ourselves, that truly matters more at the end of the day. Now, people have influence over us. We have influence over others. We influence the world around us. So again, we don't live in vacuums. We are connected, and those connections impact one another. Influence is different than control, very different for that matter. And while we can influence what others think and feel about us, about themselves, about others, we can't control people. We can only share information, take action, provide things, and then ultimately it's up to them. This is the same regarding the opinions of ourselves and the opinions of others. The opinion of others can influence us. What they say and do and think and feel about us can influence us. And the more we allow that influence to impact our lives, the more power others may have over us. And so I can be, as an example, I can be mean to my wife. I can tell her that she doesn't deserve anything. She's a liar. She's unattractive, whatever. I can make up things that are not true because my wife is lovely and amazing and feel blessed to have her. But I could say those things. That would influence how she feels about herself. Are they true or not? Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. It's simply what I'm saying and it will influence and impact her if I say that directly to her face. But does it make it true or not? No, that's the key. What people think and feel about us Oftentimes, it's not true. It's not even anywhere close to being true. So caring about what other people think, what other people think about us, is a very heavy process. There's a large cost to playing in that realm, to giving credence to what others think about us in that sense. Because often what they think or feel is not truthful or aligned with who we actually are. The power of this is that 
We know ourselves better than anyone else knows us when we take the time to learn and care for who we are, when we build and establish a relationship with ourselves. That's the key. No one can know us better than we know ourselves. Only our Creator, only God may know us better than ourselves. Maybe our spouses. Maybe. But still, we hold that single point of truth around who we are. Now, this is why in the world that we live, there's a lot of friction around identity and identity being given from external sources. And the opinions of others matter greatly in our society, in our current culture. It's very toxic from my perspective because it leads us to suppress ourselves, to sacrifice who we may be inside, who our truth is from within that self that we brought into this world, that sacred, eternal self. I've talked about it in many episodes before. But when we sacrifice that inner self and replace it with the social self, there's a lot of toxicity that comes about it. And we become easily manipulated. We become very tribal. And we fall back into groups. And we begin thinking around groups and our common tribes. This is reverting backward, and that's where we are in a lot of ways today, especially when you look at the political landscape. Everyone's kind of dropped into their tribes. They're just yelling at each other across the aisle. Everyone's claiming the moral high ground and righteousness and being correct, and we're making no progress. And so much of that has to do with the fact that we're all playing this game, this social game, around opinions and what other people think about us and the team that we're playing part in and the social structure that we're a part of. We've given so much value to the opinions of others and the social structures that we live in. We literally believe that our identity matters. What people think about us is how we define our identity anymore. That's why even looking at larger aspects with the identity politics in general, so much of that is being driven by the fact that we have uprooted ourselves, we are no longer connected from within, and we are being influenced externally. And so our social identity has replaced this inner identity. And because of that, it's creating massive problems for us. And with that, when we put more weight into the opinions of others, we allow them, those, them being others, to define our reality. And it's our own perceptions that define reality. And so when we surrender our own definition of reality, when we surrender our own thoughts, perspectives, feelings about reality, and we surrender to the social, the opinions of others, whether they're true or not, remember that was one thing that we were talking about earlier, a lot of times people's opinions and thoughts about us are not truthful to what is actually tangible to who we are, not authentically true. Their opinions and perspectives are not objectively true about who we are because ultimately we define that. And so because of that, though, we give so much power to this social structure. And when we don't have that inner definition, we depend upon the definition of others on who we are. And that's often not rooted in our reality and truth. And so 
that puts us in a very compromising position. And we're all left to play this game. To And it's especially when you live in a toxic culture like we do, a very heated, divisive culture. If you don't believe or think or see things a certain way, you're labeled all of these things. And when you don't have any strength in yourself, when you don't have a connection to who you are, when you don't when you're not anchored in who you are, these things matter more. You take them to heart. You believe what other people are telling you, who you are and what you are and your intentions and all of these things. You ultimately surrender to the world around us, whether or not it's actually true. And that's the danger is that so many of us are living falsehoods based on the external reality of what we've been told. And so we can live as we are, but the key is that we define our reality, not others. And so when we surrender our own perceptions and give in to the societal norms and opinions of others, we now are being defined by others. Our lives are being defined by others. And we internalize this truth over our lives to then literally just surrender and become a shell of what we were in the world to be. It's very sad. It happens often. I spent much of my life chasing the opinions and approvals of others because I had not yet accepted and approved of myself. And that's how this changes. The opinion of ourself, embracing and accepting and loving and approving who we are from within is the ultimate freedom. It's the ultimate power. And it gives us the ability to live how we define, how we decide. And that is what allows us to live a life of fulfillment, meaning, truth, authenticity that is our own. And that is also what it means about when you find this treasure within you, no one can take it from you. It doesn't matter. Because you know what it is. You've experienced it. We hold it close to our heart. And we know this because we've come to realize I have perception. I have the ability to think. I have the ability to feel. I can see the world as it is. I have my own abilities. I can leverage what I've been given. And I can make decisions for myself. I don't need to rely upon what others think. Now, I'm not saying we ignore... Life, right? We live in a vacuum. We live on an island. What I'm saying is that we look at information external to ourselves, and we gauge where we are on it. We allow ourselves to interact with it freely. We're humble knowing that we do not have all the answers and that we know far less than what we actually do know. And that we will be open to information no matter what it may be. That truth will lead us. And that's the difference. When we start to live from within, we start to perceive ourselves. We start to realize that we define our reality, that we and the perceptions that we have of ourselves are what matter. Then we start to truly free ourselves and change. We start to care less. We start to feel more empowered. We start to feel more free. We start to feel less anxious because we've anchored in ourselves. We know that. Others may try as they like to define us, but ultimately it is our own definitions that make us who we are. If someone calls me a racist, as an example, but I love all people equally, 
and I treat one another like they are all children of God, and view them as all part of the same family, regardless of skin color. But I'm still being defined as a racist. I don't care, because I know I'm not. I know who I am. I know the love that I have for my brothers and sisters of life. I know the love that I have for my fellow children of creation. I know what lives in my heart. I know what's inside of me. I know my thoughts. I'm not harboring ill will towards people that I'm covering and hiding and burying because I'm ruthless about what lives in my mind. I spend a lot of time with myself in my thoughts, observing what is there. And this is the process. This is the work that we must do to get to this point. That's the this is the defining opinion component of ourself. This is how we reclaim our the ultimate power truly is reclaiming our opinions and stopping giving credence to the opinions of others, challenging what others may think, even the people that we care about the most. First and foremost, the people in our lives that are going to be closest to us. As we begin to connect with ourselves, our deeper, truthful, inner self, and if we begin to change and discover things, things that we didn't realize or things that we had forgotten, maybe it's interest, maybe it's perspectives, maybe it's passions that are pulling us in a new direction that we have not yet considered, how the people around us respond to that will be an indicator to how they feel about this new truth, this new authenticity. And that power of the self is what allows us to navigate the world in a free and empowered way. But there's a good chance that the people around us, when we start to change, are going to be uncomfortable with that because they've gotten used to influencing us and doing. they've gotten used to us doing the things that we've wanted or that they wanted from us. A prime example would be our parents or our closest friends. If we all of a sudden start challenging things that they're saying or questioning whatever it is that they're saying and not treating it as gospel, that's going to create problems in our relationships if it's been very one-sided. If one of those parties has been the one influencing or leading in the relationship, the moment we put boundaries down, the moment is you're going to see challenges, you're going to see friction. That's natural. This is part of the process of growth and self-empowerment. But we also have to be keen on understanding that's going to be painful if it begins to happen and we have to expect that this may come of it. And sometimes people just need time to adjust. The difference is when it's not our job to convince others. That's another piece of this. It's not our job to convince other people's opinions. We don't have to convince anyone how they should think or feel about us. How they think or feel about us is their choice. It's their collective acceptance. It's their organized thoughts on who they think we are. That's up to them. It could be completely incorrect. It's not our job to correct it. That's the thing, right? That's the difference between that initial in the beginning of the show talking about the ultimate responsibility is over our own lives and ourselves. That's true for everyone. Each of us are responsible for our own lives. And that piece is 
true for everyone, and is the foundation of this work. We all are responsible for ourselves and our lives. The sooner we can all embrace that, the quicker we can start to really turn things around. We can start to help one another. We can start to empower each other because we realize that all of us have the same responsibility. And by honoring that responsibility, we can grow and move forward. And when we collect that responsibility, when we begin to take that responsibility on, we soon realize that it's not our responsibility to manage other people's thoughts and feelings. And how they may think or feel about us is their own. Now, again, that does not mean we are inconsiderate to the people that we care about. We can be considerate and hear them and empathize to their perspective, but that does not mean that we have to agree. Being empathetic to someone and their perspective, specifically when someone disagrees with us or disagrees with our perspective, it's the honorable thing to do to listen, to care, to empathize, to try and learn, to seek understanding of why. They may feel this way, but ultimately, we do not have to feel the same. And so we can empathize and listen to where they're coming from, but we don't have to agree if what they're sharing is not how we feel. That's a key piece of information, too, is that being empathetic and listening and seeking to hear the other is important. But again, it's not meant to be the end all be all. We can listen, we can hear but we don't have to agree. That's something that will happen a lot. The more you step into your power, the more you're going to disagree with people around you because you're going to be anchoring into your own truth. And that truth will pull from various resources, sides, perspectives, philosophies. It will be piecemealed. Rare is it that you find the one thing that seems to encompass all your beliefs. At least that's how it's been for me. I've selectively chosen so much of things that I've read, learned about, listened to. I think it's a healthy balance that we're pulling all of these things from life that we have here. That's what makes life so interesting on earth is there's so much diversity and variety that we have an infinite selection of flavors that we can make our own little Sunday of life. It's beautiful. But this power coming back to ourselves and letting go of the opinions of others is the ultimate power in being free. The more we do this, the less we care about what other people think. We care for other people, but we don't care about their opinions because often we learn their opinions are not very correct about who we are, about what we are. And that's okay. People come to things in their own time, in their own leisure. It's not our job to to push them or make them get somewhere. That's creation and God and the universe. Let God, creation, the universe, spirit, whatever you want to call it, let the intelligence of life guide and direct people. The best we can do is listen, tune into ourselves, and find our place of service within the universe. And that's how we can influence the world around us. It's absolutely fulfilling to be influential in the world around us. But we, in order for it to be fulfilling and authentic, it must come from within. It must come from who we are, which is truly the inner world. And that's how coming back to empathy and living accountably, that's, that still matters. This doesn't mean you ignore other people. It doesn't mean you just disconnect yourself from other people. 
It's a balance, but the weight shifts from the opinions of others to the opinion of ourselves. And we and the weight shifts less and less. It shifts more and more away from the opinions of others and more and more into the opinion of ourselves. So the weight turns away from others and more into our own opinions. But we still have empathy. We still need to listen. We still need to be open and humble. Humble. Humility. Understanding that none of us know everything. None of us, including me. You should be skeptical of everything I say. You should be skeptical of everything everyone says. Blindly trusting anything is a very dangerous position to be in because it often puts us in a place to where we're ignoring information that may conflict with our total support of whatever it is that we're involved in at that moment. That 100% alignment with it or agreement to it or submission to it creates blind spots and information that may counter that 100% certainty. And so that's something that we have to be mindful of. And that's why coming back, empathy matters because ultimately it still allows us to connect to our fellow humans and the things that they're going through and the world that we live in. Empathy is a very powerful skill. It can be learned. And it's something that we you can... It's It allows you to see from the perspective of others. And so when we learn to connect with ourselves, when we learn to love who we are and embrace ourselves and have a stronger relationship with ourselves, that relationship translates to other relationships that we have with friends and family, spouses, partners. The more we improve our own ability, our own relationship with ourselves, the more capable we are of loving and caring and treating other people with respect, with empathizing, with listening with being present because we're learning first and foremost with ourselves and we're getting instant feedback from that. We know what does and what doesn't work for us. And if not, it takes time to get to that point, but we will get to that point as we're learning about who we are. And as we learn about who we are, that becomes more clear to what we like and what we don't like. And so as that surfaces, we know more of who we are. We know who we are from within we can begin to share that with others because we're anchored in it. And so empathy allows us to still connect to our fellow brothers and sisters of life and learn about their perspectives, learn about their experiences, learn about the world that we're a part of because there's so much information that we can gain simply from being open and listening to others. And again, this is the dance of this, right? Is while the opinions of others do not matter, it does not mean that there's not value in that. And how, we res- how we're reacting to what people are saying to us is often a good indicator to look within to understand, why am I so angry about this? Why am I so sad about this? Where does this hurt come from? Why am I feeling the way that I am? Why am I angry right now? Where are these thoughts leading me? And going deeper and deeper into our own minds, our own selves to uncover the stories that are teaching us about existence and why we're on this planet. This inner power is what we talked about in last episode, the inner power versus social power. Actually, it's two episodes ago. But ultimately, this inner power comes from aligning with the opinion of ourself and valuing our own opinion and taking the time to get to know ourselves and caring less and less about the opinions of others. That's how we change that dynamic from a social power to an inner power. And the best thing about this, though, is that inner power 
absolutely translates to social power. It's a byproduct, though. It's not the aim. It's something that happens as we learn and connect and love ourselves. The byproduct is we're confident, we're strong in ourselves, we can freely move in the world, and we can interact with just about anyone. And so that inner power creates a social power, but it's driven from within, not from the game of playing the social status game, putting up an image, telling stories, deceiving people, trying to appear to be a certain way, like deceiving people around the mistakes that we made, keeping up these misconceptions that we're perfect, that there's no problems. So much of this is a problem in our world because so many of us are unwilling. Like we have this idea that we need to be perfect. And if we show any weakness, again, because we're looking at the social perspective of what other people think and care about us, think about us, we go about living in this way where we're afraid to show any weakness, show any mistakes, show any vulnerability because of the idea that we now lose social power if we're vulnerable or make mistakes or not perfect. And that's absurd because all of us are flawed. All of us have issues. All of us are broken. So none of us are outside of that. And so that's the camaraderie that we share because we're all in this giant mess together. So remembering that that is how we create social power, though, for ourselves, which is a very It's an enlightening thing to experience, but it's odd. It's an odd thing to go from being very insecure, anxious, fearful, lonely, isolated, to feeling confident, secure, grounded, at ease in situations. It's interesting. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't have moments, right? I'm not, this is not absolutes. That's another thing that we often, we think so much in absolutes now. I'm hoping we can get away from that. And yeah, so just talking about kind of the dangers of saving face, of hiding truth to save face, that's why ultimately when we put so much weight into our social credence, into that social credits, if you will, social status, we deceive, we lie, we withhold information to put on an appearance to save face. And that's a dangerous place to be in. There's many horrible atrocities have been committed throughout history because people are trying to save face instead of living true to who they are and doing the right thing. They were more interested in what people would think about them versus what is actually right. Another downfall of losing our connection to spirituality is when we have no sense of greater meaning or greater purpose in life, then where's the reasoning or value in being altruistic and caring? A lot of that goes out the window when we only think about the material world and where we are today. So, coming back to how we create this experience within ourselves, and it really comes back to learning who we are, spending time with ourselves, spending time alone, journaling, thinking, being. When was the last time you just sat with yourself in your thoughts? Next time you're in your car and you're alone, turn off the music, don't mess with your phone, wherever you're driving, maybe you have your GPS on, that's fine. But, Just sit with yourself. Don't listen to music. Don't talk to anybody in the car. Ideally, you're by yourself. And just observe. Watch your mind. 
Watch your thoughts. Watch your feelings. How are you feeling in the moment? Where are you right now? How active is your mind? How quick do thoughts stream through? How do you feel? What's bothering you? What are you anxious about? What do you miss? What do you dream about? What pains your soul? What do you just, what do you drift away imagining? What do you think about? Spending time with yourself in that sense, journaling, alone, walking through nature by yourself, no music, that's the thing. Like, I love music. I love sports. I love movies. I love all these things. I do all these things, but there, we have to make time for ourselves. We have to spend time, quality time with ourselves. Imagine that you are a friend that you're getting to know. What would you do? If you were getting to know someone new, would you turn the TV on and not pay attention to them? Or would you give them your undivided attention and listen and ask them questions and learn about who they are, spend time with who they are? That's what this is about. You have to spend, we have to spend time with ourselves and begin establishing that relationship. To learn to like and love who we are, genuinely getting to know who we are, that first relationship that we have is with ourself. That's that. Our relationship with ourself defines every relationship that we have in the world. So how we treat ourselves in that first relationship with ourself is what will define how we interact and engage with other people in the world. So that relationship, the relationship with ourself is crucial. Take time to love and care and nurture who you are. Spend time with yourself, whatever that may be. Whether it's in nature, whether it's in your car, whether it's in the shower, whether it's at night, whether it's early in the morning, wherever it may be, take that time to sit and be with yourself. Listen to your thoughts. Observe yourself. Observe your feelings. Sit and be. The power of self-awareness is so underrated, and it's the key to unlocking who we are and finding that peace and security in ourselves. It is possible. It just takes time to nurture and care for who we are. That's all I got for today, y'all. I've got some episodes I'm planning to do around joy and fun. I've got a few other episodes that I'm percolating on around what I want to do, but really digging the podcast and doing this. I've been loving Substack as well. I hope you're enjoying the content so far. But until next time, y'all. Thank you for listening to Order Within. If you found the episode helpful, please consider sharing, rating, and subscribing. New episodes will be released every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until next time, y'all.